Hey guys, welcome to Instructional Insights with Heather. This is a weekly podcast for EDUC 560 Advanced Instructional Design. Okay, let's dive in. This week we are talking about questioning and its impact on instruction. Instruction is stage three of the Understanding by Design framework for curriculum development. As teachers create their learning plan that is aligned to the desired results that were established in stage one and the evidence of learning identified in stage two, they can use the where to method to ensure instruction is engaging and effective. Where to is an acronym. W, where is it going? H, hook the students. E, explore and equip. R, rethink and revise. E2, exhibit and evaluate. T, tailor to students' needs, interests, and styles. And O, organize for an engaging and effective educational experience. Many of the phases of this where to method require teachers to engage students in higher order questioning. Uh, Higher order questions encourage students to think beyond the literal question. These questions can't just be answered through recall of information. Rather, students must cognitively reason, reflect, and infer. Um, So again, there are many phases of this where to method where we may see higher level questions. Um, It's possible to pose these questions when you communicate where the learning is going and why the learning is necessary. These questions could also be presented as essential enduring questions to hook students. Uh, Higher order questions can also shape students' exploration of the content as well as their rethinking and evaluation of learning. Teachers should also consider when these questions are posed to students to ensure instruction is organized in a powerful way. So again, many phases of this where-to method require teachers to engage students in higher order questioning. There are also times teachers use lower level questioning. Uh, I typically use lower level questioning when checking for recall of knowledge uh, or as a way to review foundational understandings. Typically this happens at the beginning and or maybe the end of daily instruction. And I do believe that lower level questioning has value in certain circumstances. I think that lower level questioning most aligns with the explore and equip and the evaluate phase of the where-to method. So obviously as teachers, we're aiming for students to develop deep conceptual understanding of content, but that foundational knowledge is necessary for scaffolding to transferable skills. So as we're equipping students, we have to check to make sure that they have those foundational understandings. As we evaluate them, as they evaluate themselves, they need to check to make sure that that recall of knowledge is there. I think it always helps to pull it all together in an example. So I shared last week a little bit about one of my English language arts units where we read A Long Walk to Water by Linda Sue Park. And one of the questions that we explore is, what does it take to persevere? Um, How do we move beyond challenging situations? Um, How do we show courage in the face of fear? So I think these are some great examples of higher order 
questioning. There's not one right answer. You can't just memorize something and give information. Um, so this was a question that was posed over and over again throughout my unit. I posed this question when I shared where the learning was going and I shared with students that they would be writing about an experience where they showed perseverance. I also reposed this question when I had students exploring the people in our novel and other nonfiction and fiction text for them to think about how those characters persevered in challenging situations. Um, I also had them evaluate their understanding of the word perseverance. What does it mean? How many other synonyms for perseverance can you think of? Um, and there were times where that lower level question of just summarize what you read um, helped them better look towards that final project of sharing a time when they were able to persevere in a challenging situation. So I think that that's kind of a, an example of how higher level questions are posed throughout that throughout the phases of the where to method uh, and how lower level questions are also important in building that foundation for success in our final writing project and for long-term learning transfer. Finally, let's talk about the benefit of intentionally planning the questions you will use to guide your instruction. I think that this idea can sound somewhat overwhelming. I mean, I ask a lot of questions, often in response to students' responses. So how do you even plan for every question that you will want to ask? How can you plan questions when you don't necessarily know how your students will respond? Um, but after reading Walsh's articles on planning and partnering with students in questioning and watching the video on back pocket questioning, this idea of pre-planning questions seems much more feasible. It isn't that teachers need to make a list of every question they intend to ask. Rather, it is intentionally just planning two or three questions that are focused on the learning target. Uh, beyond planning questions, Walsh suggests also considering response formats and acceptable student responses. I think that the greatest benefit of advanced planning for questioning is the targeted, meaningful thinking that these questions inspire. So students will be inspired to reflect and infer. At the same time, teachers are also provided with formative information to shape future instruction. When teachers also plan strategies for all students to respond, this increases cognitive engagement, which results in transferable knowledge and skills. Okay, that is all for this week. Thank you guys for listening, and I will be back next week to chat more about some instructional insights.